0: Welcome my friends. Today we have with us our members of the Project Leadership Institute. We have Michelle, Cindy, Caroline, Chandra. We also have Shamir who is on the phone and we have some others who aren't here. But today we're going to talk about leadership and we're going to explore the concept of leading up, down and sideways. And this is the beginning of further studying we're doing on the 360 degree leader written by John Maxwell. And 360-degree leadership looks at those directions, sideways, upwards, downwards. So from my experience, you can lead in every direction. It's not just about leading down, like leading people who are subordinates, if you will. We can also lead across, but let's first of all examine the high-level summary of The 360-degree leader by John Maxwell, and then we're going to hear from everyone on the group uh, how they view leading in in these directions. So here's a quick summary of the 360-degree leader. Leadership can be exhibited regardless of position. Think about that. Do you have to be the boss before you lead? Do you have to be the C-level person or the VP level or the director level or the manager level? What about the project manager level? What about I'm a developer level? Can you lead at that level? Think about that. And then it says, effective leaders cultivate influence through trust, integrity, and consistent positive action. They don't wait for the perfect leadership position. They lead from where they are. What do you think about that, my friends? Do you think that's really true? great leaders don't wait for the perfect leadership position? Is that a true statement? And if so, what do you think could be done to lead from anywhere? I
1: do. I think that you can lead um, from any position. Um, I think that most of the people who end up promoting you saw something in you, that uh, you took initiative, um, you uh, took into account other people's positions and thoughts. And before you recommended an action, you explained why you thought something. Um, But I I do agree that you can lead from um, a very uh, minimal job and you can lead from a trusted um, confident position as well as one of the official stakeholders. And certainly in different groups, there's different technical expertise is needed, but as someone who's considering everything and acts as if it's a very personal project or an environment to respond to, will definitely um, move forward in the organization and move the projects forward.
0: Thank you, Cindy. That's a, a great perspective. And kind of in line with what John's thesis is for this whole thing, does anyone else have any ideas of how we can actually do this? Let's say I'm the janitor in a company. How can I, how can I lead? I'm the janitor. What do I do?
2: Well,
3: even uh, from a janitor's point of view, you know what needs to be done. And if there is an issue that is taking place, you don't have to wait until somebody tells you to take care of it. You make sure that it's taken care of, and that way you are able to create i mean a, an opportunity for yourself so that your uh, leaders and the people that work alongside you can see your strengths and see what uh, the things that you know, how to make um, corrections or take care of things that could actually uh, create a problem for an entire building Mm -hmm. if you don't take action because sometimes there's no time to wait to get permission to do something, you know it needs to be done, fix it, and it could save the company a lot of money and um, actually some businesses. If, um, say, um, if you have a situation where, you know something needs to be fixed or the water pipe will work break. If the water pipe breaks, then there all the businesses have to shut down because there's no water. But by you taking action, getting it fixed, everybody can go on about their day and no one has lost money.
0: I love it, I love it. That's a great, great illustration, Caroline. And it goes in line with some of John's thoughts, you know, which I accentuated in this slide. So in order to lead up, even if you're the janitor, understand and support the vision, whatever that is, however your job fits into the vision, as illustrated in Caroline's example, be manageable, and what that means is, get along with people, get ready to work as a team, then serve your leader's priorities. You got to know what is near and dear to your leader's heart. You got to know your leader's heartbeat. Is really what this is saying. Communicate effectively. Understand the concept of the fifty-five thirty-eight-seven. And what I mean by that is, when you communicate, you got to be aware that body language trumps everything. So communicate with body language in mind. Our friend, Dr. Rick Brinkman, who's come here several times to share with us, he says, be a conscious communicator. So leading up, you want to communicate a positive mental attitude and then be a go-to person. Let people know you as that person who they can go to for answers. Now, let's talk about leading up when you have a difficult or challenging leader that is very demanding. How do you deal with that? Can anyone share insights?
3: I would say um, make sure that you understand who you're working with so that um, because and understand that people act the way they do not necessarily because of you but because of something else of what they are thinking. So uh, make sure that when you are taking the initiative to uh, take care of something that, say, the uh, group needs. Say, for example, in our department, we had a security thing that we had to make sure that uh, we met the deadline in order to go down to Ellington Field to get these cards in order to work on the project for uh, the next six months. So uh, I took it by myself to make sure that everybody was scheduled. and. Because it's very tedious getting on their schedule to go down and get it. So you, uh, I took it upon myself to just make sure everything was done. But at the same time, not giving my uh, superior the impression that I'm trying to take over her job. Mm. But I'm here to make your job easier. Because this part you don't have to worry about is already taken care of.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. So let's speak to one of our leaders here who actually has people reporting to her. So Chandra, you want to give us some insights as to how your team helps you as a leader? What does your team do that you see as been beneficial to you as a leader to help you carry the load? Because leaders carry a heavy load you want to share insights with us
2: yeah sure uh, basically um, empowering the team um, build a lot of trust and uh, you know uh, um, and then they come forward to give their uh, suggestions if there is any project how to approach and complete successfully and if there is any issue how to resolve and all so they uh, involve uh, you know more and then they come up with different solutions and as a team um, we decide and move forward and also that gives them you know motivation and uh, uh, participate truly and then uh, you know and also empowering so they can take their decisions and discuss freely and see what is the Best one, pros and cons, and based on that we can decide. So uh, that way, you know, like they they treat me as a good leader who can give good, uh, you know, take care of the team with no bias or any, you know, like mm-hmm. all that things, and then uh, that will help them also to involve and work on the projects, and also they will treat me as a good leader,
0: uh, mm-hmm. and we
2: can come. All the product
0: successfully. Wow. I like the way you just moved us into the next direction, Chandra. Thank you for that. The Chandra is really alluding to the concept of leading down, leading those who report to you. And if one is going to be a great leader, you got to know how to lead down, right? You got to be able to invest in people. Chandra hit the nail on the head with point number four, which is empower. You got to empower others. You know, John Maxwell, he said, only secure leaders give power to others. So if you're an insecure leader, you're not going to give power to others. You're not going to give power to your team. You're going to want to do everything. And that's not how to lead. The way to lead down effectively, invest in people, provide clear direction, listen actively, give them power, give them autonomy. We learn about that in the world of agile, where we say, give the team the environment and support they need and trust them to get the job done and then Mm -hmm. model the behavior you expect. If you want them to empower others, well, you empower, then they'll empower others. If you want them to listen, you listen, right? If you want them to be professional, you be professional. And that's how it's done. Any other ideas from anyone else about how to effectively lead those who may report to you? I think we got some good points but there's got to be something else that we may be missing is there
1: well when i ran teams um of of people i always made sure that i um scheduled time for that was only their agenda and it sounds so simple but when you have you know anywhere <laughs> from eight meetings to 15 meetings a day, you know, some of our environments are very difficult. It's hard to make that time. But just making sure that they have that time with you or can walk with you in the hallway as you're, as you're walking somewhere, that you have downtime with them, that goes a long way towards making sure that they feel that trust, that they feel that care from you. And they have to know that it's a secure place to bring up sacred cows and what ifs without you overreacting um, and wanting to solve it for them. So it's a listening space that really creates a, a great relationship of trust and of sharing that really is difficult, more difficult nowadays in the remote situation, but definitely needs to uh, continue.
0: Hmm. I love it, Cindy, thank you. That definitely sounds like a safe space. John Maxwell has something he says in this curriculum, which is right on the money with what you said, and it's walk slowly through the crowd. And you gotta be an approachable leader. Otherwise people will not even approach you to tell you the things that you need to hear. So that's really important. Well, thanks for the insights. We got one more piece that John puts in the book, and this is the high wire act in my mind. this In in my mind, it's one of the most difficult of all three, and that is with your peers. How do you lead your peers? I want to know what you think about that. Any insights? So, Michelle, I know you've worked in all sorts of environments, and I know you've had various colleagues that you've successfully worked with but what gave you that successful edge in working with colleagues give us some tips here
4: I think some of the ways to make that work it's basically where you um you have to have influence right in order to lead and a lot of ways that I would do that with people that I work with is to genuinely listen to what their problems are and find a way to, to discuss what's happening on a level that's not overly emotional,
0: mm-hmm. where
4: you're actually fixing whatever issues it is. It's not just, um, you're not just there to, for the complaints, you know turn that complaint into solving a problem or an issue with a positive spin on it like mm-hmm. so just I find that just asking their insight and genuinely listening to it and making them a part or feeling like they are part of solving these issues and giving them a little nudge here and there to try to get them to to actually speak up and come up with the ideas. And if they're having a a hard time speaking at the table, like be there to support them and give them little opening lines to help them be more involved in the conversation. Because some people may speak up one-on-one with you, but when they're at the table with a group, they may not give those ideas. They may not feel like, what they think about the project or what they think about solving an issue is going to make a difference. So being a leader with your peers is supporting them and helping them to to grow in their position as well.
0: That is so profound and refreshing to hear that. And I hope our listeners are taking away some tips from what you just dropped, because that, I'm telling you, is going to get you further ahead with your peers when you've got their back. You know, that's really what you said in in a nutshell. Now we have one of our team members who is a scrum master. And uh, she knows all about the balancing act, because in the world of scrum, for those who don't know, the scrum master is meant to be a coach for the team. But at the same time, looked at as one of the team. So it's almost as though you're leading your peers. But Shamir, do you want to just comment on how you are able to lead your peers as a Scrum Master? Any insights to share?
3: No, I think they pretty much covered it. I love what Michelle was saying about supporting the team. I think there's an old saying that says you'll get more flies with honey than whatever else it says something like that so by being kind and cordial and using a compliment then I think you will get get further with the team than being strict and always pointing out errors
0: wow (laughs) I like that quote I got to find where that quote is but yeah thank you very much for your insights and you're right on the money with that, because when we take a look at what John's summaries are, number one, good relationships, right? That's very similar to honey. You got to develop good relationships. Avoid office politics, avoid office politics. But what I'll tell people is office politics are there, right? Just don't play dirty, but understand the dynamics. You've got to understand the dynamics. Um, also regarding politics itself. I found politics to be one of the biggest, you know, divisions in 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 company so you know just be professional at all times right Um, try and congregate on what you have common ground on as opposed to um, being divisive don't do that Uh, be a team player Um, everything Michelle said right on the money you know find common ground talk about stuff that may not be directly related to work to find common ground praise publicly and correct privately And if you see, like Michelle said, someone struggling, um, be there, have their back. Maybe they could do with you being a voice for some of the things they may have shared with you in private, you know, things like that. And that really is the summary of the 360 degree leader. So let's take a look at what we looked at from the beginning. We said that this is John's philosophy. Anyone can lead from anywhere. Number two, lead up. You can lead up. And we heard some really helpful tips there. Lead across. This is one that a lot of people forget. And then lead down, you know. And that is the summary of what we had for today. We are the Project Leadership Institute. We meet regularly. And we would love to have you come to meet with us on one of these occasions Look for a link and some more information below. We're all project management professionals. Each one of us has taken various exams. You know, Cindy has taken exams in change management and PMP. Michelle has taken exams in Scrum and PMP. We're all PMPs. Chandra has taken the ACP and many other agile exams. Caroline has taken the PSM and taken the the PMP as well. And um, we also have Shamir who's taken the PSM as well, the CSM and um, PMP. So we're very well versed in our different areas. We have lean-ins, you know, across um, the domains. Um, Chandra is very much into the IT world. Michelle and Caroline, they also have an artistic background being in graphic arts. Cindy's in into the world of healthcare. She's very passionate about that. Shamir is into the world of IT. And Shamir, what, what was the first world that you were from before IT and being at Red Hat? you were in the world. construction yes and i'm also from that world too so we have other team members who are not here but it will just be a pleasure to have you come into one of our meetings and learn more about leadership with us so thank you very much from all of us keep being a great leader